Then-President Moon says, you've come to the south, when can I come to the north? And Kim Jong-un says, I went back into the north. Look at that. Almost as if they're erasing the line. But they have some very difficult issues to discuss. All right, NK News, uh, the latest out of Pyongyang. Joining us, the sole correspondent for NK News, uh, Kim Jong-min on the line. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Jung-min. Let's talk about this much-anticipated North Korean military uh, parade. It was held last week. Uh, What was it like compared to the October 10th parade just three months ago? Well, there were a couple of similar things in terms of optics, I should say. Um, It was a nighttime parade again with aircraft flying information and releasing firework mid-flight. I think Kim Jong-un just (laughs) really likes this. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Jong-un's special cavalry unit was there again, and the marching soldiers from all major military units were led by the KPA Marshal Park Jong-chun. Um, Kim Jong-un was there in a black long leather coat, uh, which he sometimes wears, um, but Kim uh, did not give a speech unlike in October. Side note, this black leather coat, um, Kim Yo-jong and Choi Yong-won also wore uh, matching uh, jackets, which were Quite interesting. Um, he already, um, Kim Jong Un already spent days making multiple speeches at the Eighth Party Congress. So I guess he thought that it wasn't necessary to make a long speech like he did in October. Um, but all in all, it seems that it was largely scaled down compared to the October one. <clears throat> uh, first off, not much energy was spent on publicizing it as much as in October. Um, this tracks with how Kim Yo-jong already earlier in the day ahead on Wednesday had framed it like a non-provocative celebratory event, a domestic one, slamming Seoul for monitoring them when they are, um, quote-unquote, not launching anything, etc. Um, also, the early release of information in the morning via Rodong Shinmun newspaper, that was also different from October um, when North Korea held off on revealing details until showing a very heavily edited video report in the evening via KCTV. Um, so they were, I think they were putting much less effort, but this time um, they just released uh, 100 photos via KCNA and then the footage later in the day, which wasn't um, as long as the October one. Um, uh, Notably, uh, there were no intercontinental ballistic missiles, ICBMs, or large TL transporter erector launchers, Um, but there were other stuff that were rolled out again this time. So then the question, Jungmin, is why would they hold a military parade so close after they had that big one in October? Well, that was a question for everybody. Um, It seems the priority was, like they claim, uh, largely for internal morale. Also, uh, making the optics match how they have already done Congress. I mentioned last week that um, actually uh, something about the economy, but they ended up. Okay, Jungmin, what we're going to have to do is try to reconnect with you. The uh, the phone line connection uh, is problematic right now. So what we're going to do is try to reestablish that phone connection. Apologies to uh, all of our listeners there. We have uh, been talking about this uh, recent North Korea military parade, and uh, Jungmin was just explaining some of the reasons why they would have another one uh, just uh, on the heels so shortly after the uh, the major one that they had. In October, obviously, it is a, a bit of a show of force. It, it is a way to boost morale uh, for the public, and it also is um, meant to 
send a message to the public at large overseas. So I do believe we have Jungmin back on the line. Hello. Hi, sorry about that. No, no, no problem. I think uh, we have a better connection now. Let's just uh, jump over to the Supreme People's Assembly. Jungmin, just a few days after the eight days long party congress wrapped up, uh, the rubber stamp parliament was also held over the weekend. What did they discuss? Uh, much of what was covered at the SPA was already decided upon during the eight party congress. But it was a more detailed plan, a little bit, along with who's to be promoted and demoted for the economic responsibilities. Um, there were some sector-by-sector plans revealed to improve the economy with the priority efforts into the development of metal and chemical industry. But again, there was no mentioning of Pyongyang General Hospital. Was, um, but it was a little bit, a tad more detailed than the uh, Eight Party Congress readout. What was notable, I think, was in line with Eight Party Congress, the Premier uh, Kim Dok-un, he vowed to regain the state's leading role and the power to have control over the overall commerce and service activities, which means market. Looking at the uh, results and also the uh, Supreme People's Assembly results with the Worker Party results, what what do you think uh, the overall plan is? All in all, it seems Pyongyang seems to be planning to address the country's economic failures through more control over its commerce, a.k.a. market, and placing greater responsibility on the nation's cabinet. Uh, In line with the party congress, it faulted the attitude of the officials who did not um, work based on scientific calculation or sloppy execution of plans. Um, In terms of economy, uh, many experts also said that these mean that the North is trying to find a scapegoat in the cabinet in case the economic crisis aggravates like in the past um, because there would be complaints. Um, in line with that, there were some sweeping reshuffle in the economic sector ministries. Um, newly appointed were, I'll just mention a couple of them, um, agriculture, chemical industry, railways, light industry, uh, commerce, external economic affairs, which means foreign trade, um, and labor ministry as well. Um, other notable leadership reshuffle, Ri Guan, I think people are always curious about him, the foreign mm. minister. Um, he was renowned for his background in the military, and some thought that he would be demoted, but it seems he remained in his position as foreign affairs minister. Um, what was most notable to me personally, having tracked COVID issues in North Korea, the Ministry of Health was replaced. It was held by Oh Chun-bok since 2019, April, I think. And she was the point person, basically North Korea's KCDC, Chung and Jung, um, since the start of COVID outbreak globally. And he was, uh, she was demoted and she was replaced. Well, it's interesting. And from the South Korean perspective, uh, looking at all of this, um, we had the president, Moon Jae-in, give his annual uh, press conference for the New Year's, not as heavily focused on North Korea as in years past, but th- he did raise a few important points. What would you say his overall message was both to North Korea and the Biden administration? Uh, yeah, I think it's an uh, important issue right now. Like it, it's, it's very timely because Biden is just about to inaugurate. Uh, Moon urged Biden to honor the 2018 Singapore summit signed between Trump and Kim. That was the first one. And that was a vague one um, about denuclearization and a peace um, and improving relations between the two countries. Uh, Moon said that he believes Kim Jong-un is still willing to talk and denuclearize, which caused a lot of experts to uh, weigh in and say Mm. whether or not they agree with that. Um, But that North Korea is demanding to get a solid security guarantee from the U.S. and to normalize relations. And I think it's important that Moon mentioned this. 
um, because his point was that the Singapore summit was vague, but was a good enough foundation that Biden should not dismiss, but that Hanoi was where it failed. And Moon was pretty clear and direct about this. Um, He pointed to how the talks faltered because of the lack of step-by-step measures, um, as known as corresponding measures, um, if we go back a little bit in Hanoi, Trump walked out on Kim, probably thinking a no deal is better than a small deal swapping Yongbyon with sanctions relief. And Moon was saying that Biden should learn from Trump's mistakes, meaning corresponding, uh, corresponding measures are needed. Uh, but he still emphasized the USRK alliance and maintaining the defense capabilities, mm. um, which also uh, Ambassador Harry Harris did, and he's leaving his post today. Um Although Kim Jong-un already stands fall for that, Moon has a lot on his plate right now, as well as someone who will be succeeding in Master Harris, like like cost-sharing and outcome transfer. Um, but uh, when asked if he's willing to offer something like withdrawing joint drills, which is slated for March, Moon did not answer yes or no, but he said the two Koreas can at least talk about it at Joint Military Committee. Well, you mentioned we are right on the cusp of Joe Biden being uh, inaugurated as president of the United States. Uh, What are his major challenges regarding North Korea? Uh, Blinken just said something about this, but I will probably explain that next week, I guess. But he mentioned something about pressure and uh, reviewing the North Korea policy. Uh, Biden, um, his challenges, first off, North Korea already signaled it's just not interested in reaching out first or spending much energy on it. Um, leadership reshuffle reflected it too, and they said goodwill to goodwill, strength to strength, which basically is throwing the ball into Washington court. Also, there's this issue of top-down versus bottom-up issue. Um, bottom-up uh, diplomacy doesn't really work well with North Korea because the working-level people just don't have any say in the foreign policy. Um, Biden's working-level priority would take time while Pyongyang threatens Washington with the military leverage um, that they plan to increase. There's also this issue of Trump's legacy. Moon is basically saying Biden should start from Singapore agreement. Uh, but um, like Dr. Bridget Colgin said, um, the Trump has, uh, Trump has tainted everything that he has touched, and it would be very difficult for Biden to build on anything that he has done. Um, also, Trump was criticized for normalizing Kim throughout the talks and would be a dilemma for Biden um, who already called uh, Kim Jong-un a dictator to handle diplomacy with the North without getting that criticism. There's also the human rights issues, which were sidelined during the Tante and COVID issue as well, because North Korea is still paranoid, and no ally country delegates were even invited for the eight-party Congress event. And um, we have to think, like, why would they risk meeting with other countries when they are this paranoid about yeah. COVID? Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting 2021 as uh, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic exactly. subsides in other places. Jungmin, as always, thank you very much for that comprehensive report, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. See you next week.